AM 630 KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Langoria. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again. This is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at KSLR Radio. We're so thankful that you're joining us today for our time where we interview pastors. This is the uh, Church of the Week, our program entitled Church of the Week. And uh, our goal today is to introduce you to a local pastor to get you to know who he is, what he's about, get to know a little bit about his vision and what's going on in his ministry um, the reason we came up with this uh, Church of the Wheat program is because we just understand that there's a lot of people out there that might be new to the city that are listening to the radio programs, but they don't have a local church where they gather. They don't have someone that they go to that they call their own pastor. They don't have a local community of people that they can call their brothers and sisters in Christ where they're united as a one family. And so uh, we bring to you every week at this same time different pastors, uh, wonderful pastors that God has appointed to this city. And we just want to get you to know them, find out more about their ministry, and uh, hopefully you'll go out and and visit um, uh, one of your local churches. So here today, we're honored to have uh, Pastor Tom Bright from Jehovah Perizim Christian Fellowship over in the northeast side of San Antonio. Pastor Tom, welcome to the studios here at KSLR. Well, thank you, Pastor Mark. It's a pleasure being here and we really uh, are excited about what you're doing here at uh, KSLR, uh, allowing us the opportunity to come on your radio program and share with those that may not know where we are or who we represent, which is Jesus Christ. All right. Awesome. So how long have you been in San Antonio? Are you from here? Uh, no, sir, I'm not. I'm, I'm a military brat. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father was in the Air Force, and we moved around quite a bit. Uh uh, I joined the military and then went into civil service. Yeah. I did 39 years worth of that. Woo. Wow. I praise God for so you're every about 25, 26 years old. Right oh, now. you got it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is awesome. And so how did you transition over to ministry? Is this something you already knew as a child? Um, of course, I was raised in the church, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's not good enough. We have to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, my parents did the right thing. They raised me in church and took me to Sunday school and did all of those things. But when I got of age, I did like a lot of people do, and that was go my own direction. But the Word of God says if you train them up in the way that they should go, yeah. when they get old, they will not depart. When I got older, I began to realize that there was something missing in my life. Mm. And that was Jesus Christ. And when he came in, he came in like a storm. And uh, I actually got saved when I was abroad over in Seoul, South Korea, Mm -hmm. uh, working for the government over there, Department of the Army. And I tell you, my life has never been the same since then. You know, we have the honor of serving God and serving this community here, which is largely made up of military families. Um, and you know how difficult it is to be traveling around from one city to another, from one country to another, and uh, to, to find a local church that you can really connect with. What would you say to some of the military families that are listening to us that are new to the area? Or maybe they've already been here a year, but they haven't been able to find a local church where they just really know that they can plug themselves in and, and dig their roots. How do you? How was it for you to be going around to so many different places? How do you find the right church? That is an exceptional question. 
let me let me give this advice. When we were abroad, the thing that kept us together was the church, mm. was the community of church believers, those Christians that were reaching out. And it's so important to us as a body in Christ to have that family-oriented environment. And what it meant for us was we had family when we weren't around our natural family. We were able to connect with people in the body of Christ, and we had mamas and papas and brothers and sisters. And it was family away from home. And it's so important as our military travel from place to place that they have that sense of family, not just their immediate family, but other around them that are willing to share the love of Christ with them, but also to share that family environment with them. And I believe they will get that in the local churches. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that the military has the um, um, post-chapels and those sorts of things there. They have their own chaplains and things, yeah. Yes, sir. Those are good. But there's nothing like having that sense of family. Mm-hmm. where we go from house to house and yeah. we break bread together and we sh- we share the the word together and we share our challenges together as members of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I would encourage them to get connected in a local church but also, you know, the churches on Fort Sam and Lackland and Randolph and they're good they're good churches. Sure. But you know there is also that greater Christian community that is out here willing and ready to serve those soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, all those that are away from home yeah. and need that sense of home and that value of family. Well, you you say that for all of those soldiers that are away from home, we have a lot of young soldiers that aren't married yet. They don't have their own children. They're, they're literally far away from their own personal families, from mom and dad, their brothers and sisters. And some of those uh, young soldiers and airmen and seamen will actually be in town away from their families during the holidays. The holidays are on us. Um, Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the beauty of uh, all of the holiday cheer. But a lot of times, you know, some of these young soldiers and, uh, and military personnel that are away from families, they hit they hit a time of depression because they realize that while their friends and family are are gathering around a table and breaking bread together and enjoying their fellowship as a family, they come to the realization that this year at least, that's not going to happen. How do they fill that void? The way we fill that void is we reach out to them. Um, they have programs. Uh, I can't speak for the different military bases, but I'm aware of Uh, the programs of sponsorship where you can reach out and they have numbers where you can call them and invite them to your church or to your home and sponsor them and feed them and treat them just like mom and dad would. And that's so important that we give them that sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And, 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 And it's an opportunity for us in the Christian community to share the love of Jesus with them. Yeah. You know, especially this time of year at Thanksgiving when we're used to having family around us, it's just so important that we reach out to those communities. As well as our community in San Antonio, well, there are a lot of people that need to have that sense of family who are alone, who just need a, 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 an encouraging word from someone. And mm-hmm. 
And it's our responsibility as Christians to share the love of Jesus with everyone we can. We were commissioned by Christ to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think as a Christian that it is our responsibility to always be ready to give that word no matter what the circumstances. Right. To watch the joy of the Lord just flow out from us into the people around us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Very good. So – I know the culture in your church. I, I've had the honor and the pleasure to meet uh, most of the folks there that make up the congregation over Jehovah Perizim Fellowship. But I know that it's a culture of love and family environment and just sincerity and, and of brotherhood. Um, and so I know it's a great place for someone that uh, might feel lonely during these holidays to go go in and and uh, get connected. And, and I know it's always a little bit difficult to kind of step into a new place, but I know personally that people will receive them with open arms and give them a hug and a word of encouragement and, and love. So why don't you make an invitation for, for folks to, to come out and visit you? Where are you guys at? Where are you located? Um, our address is 12403 Nacogdoches Road, Suite 110, uh, and the area code is um, 78217. And if you put it in your GPS, you won't have any problem finding it. But we're right across Thousand Oaks, mm-hmm. where North Nacogdoches is uh, right there, and Perrin Bilal is on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, And we're about two blocks into Nacogdoches on the left-hand side if you're traveling north. All right. Very good. Awesome. Well, we look forward to, to hearing about some of the folks going out there visiting with you guys. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, about your transition here to San Antonio and how you got involved in ministry and, and ultimately to the position of, of pastoring this uh, great congregation that God has given you. Take, take us through that. Well, like I said earlier, um, I was raised in the church, um, taught Sunday school growing up, and and my parents did the right thing as far as my upbringing was concerned well I fell off and I went my own path for quite a few years and when I was in my 30s uh, the Lord came in in a big way and when I committed my life to Christ and 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 got into the fellowship well God will as much as you have fallen away God will bring you back into the fold even more yes and he began to open up doors for me uh, I began to um, teach children's church and eventually became the director of children's church. And, mm-hmm. and from that point I went on to become um, president of the men's group in the church. And then from there I became a deacon and then eventually the senior deacon. And, and from there I be, you know began to study the word under the leadership and the toolage of the places that I was at. Yeah. And God began to move in my life. And I went to a local church here, um, uh, Alamo city and, I was under Pastor Walker for a few years and Mm -hmm. was involved in ministry there, teaching. And eventually God just opened up a door uh, um, and said, I want you to move here. And he took me from this large congregation to a very small congregation, the United Mm -hmm. Methodist Church, uh, Albright. And he began to open up the door of preaching for me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about my ability. It was about what God was doing in me. You know, a lot of times we get um, a little shy or a little concerned because we think we need to have all of this knowledge. But God gives us everything we need when we need it and how we need it. It's a faith walk. The Word of God says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Correct. 
And when we started our ministry, we started off with four of my family members, including myself, mm-hmm. uh, my wife, my daughter, and my granddaughter, All right. and two other pastors, Pastor Scott and Pastor Gatlin. And it was six people in my den praising God, preaching the word, teaching the word, worshiping God. Hey, and we're God two, where two are gathered in his name. There, there's the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. And, God, and God is in control of all of yeah. that. And we give him the glory for what he has done. Yeah. We, we, we have taken that same mindset that what we had in our den, and we, we ported that mindset over into the church. Mm-hmm. It is a family. Church is about family. Yeah. It's about taking care of family yeah. and loving each other as family members. And we all realize that we're all imprinted with mm-hmm. the DNA of Jesus Christ. Yes. We all have that same spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that is the difference. And, and, and it's our responsibility as brothers and sisters yeah. to go out and tell other people, this community around us, about the love of Jesus and share that love yeah. with all who come into our presence. Amen. Amen. So when, when did you actually uh, take on the position, the, the senior position? When, when did that happen uh, over Jehovah Perizim? Um In uh, 2006, we started the church, mm-hmm. and I was ordained in uh, April of 2007 Okay. in, in the ministry. And uh, we've been over in the building that we were in presently, since um, 2008. Mm-hmm. We signed for that building in um, February of 2008. We actually moved in in July of 2008. And uh, even that whole story within itself, the transition from how we moved from our den into the building that we're in now, yeah. is an amazing uh, story of God's mercy and grace and how when you walk by faith and not by sight, God will do everything that he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not about what we did. It's about what he does through us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Very good. So you have you have different ministries. I've had the opportunity to, to uh, be with you there at the church and to go with you in your men's retreats. Um, tell us a little bit about the different ministries that have begun to develop there at the church and how important it is. Um, to continue to nurture these these segments that make up the families within the congregation. And, and that's wonderful because people need to know that ministry exists for them. Amen? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a um, uh, our outreach ministry, which is called Vision and Action. We call it VIA, not the VIA Trans, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. uh, that's just how God gave it to us. And yeah. uh, Pastor Teresa Gatlin is over our outreach ministries, a wonderful woman of God. And we go out and we deliver food out into the communities. We go out and we pass out flyers. We knock on doors and we pray for people. And, and you know, the, 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 the thing that is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. is when we're out there knocking on doors and, and, and we're passing out food, the thing that people want the most is prayer. Mm-hmm. When, when we open the door, can we pray for you? Yes. Come on in. Please pray for me. And we find out that there is such a need out there in the community for prayer. And uh, we have our prayer ministry. Without fail, prayer is so important in anybody that we have. So we have consistent prayer. Amen? Yeah. I I look at all of our prophets of old, Daniel and Elijah, and all of those that went before us. They prayed. 
Yes. They prayed and prayed. I, I look at uh, Nehemiah, and he prayed continuously. Mm-hmm. Amen. And God answered their prayers. And we have to have that same mindset as we move forward in today's culture, that it has to be a culture of prayer and honoring God in what we do. Yeah. You know, and Jesus said it to us, you don't know what to pray for all the time, but pray like this. Yeah. And he gave us an example of how we should pray. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's so important that we do that. Uh, also, we have um, our women's ministry, uh, Pastor um, Bessie Scott. A wonderful woman of God again, yes. and she's over our, our women's ministry, and she is an awesome, and she's also over our Bible studies. Mm. She is an awesome woman of God who knows the Word, who knows how to teach the Word of God, and with years and years of experience. And then we have our men's ministry, um, and we do a daily, every week we meet, and we begin to teach the men how to apply the Word of God to their lives, what we call life application study, mm-hmm. where it's not enough just to read the Word of God. It is important that we understand how the Word of God is applicable to our lives today. Yes, uh, We know that the men have call, been called to be the priest of the home, and that it says that the man is the covering for the woman, and then of course the women, the, the 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 woman, then the children fall under that unit, and God has set up an order. But Christ is the covering for all, Amen. Mm-hmm, yeah. And He set an order to things, and as men, we must understand the order that God has set for the family unit. Yeah. And when that unit is in line with God's word, then we're able to go out and do all the things that we need to do in the body of Christ. Amen. So the work begins at home. Yes. Amen? Yes. And then it flows to the body and then to the greater community yeah. at large. I heard someone last week uh, say, because uh, you mentioned that our work begins at home, that uh, they said, uh, men, you are the pastors, and your wife, your wives and your children are your congregation. And I thought, wow, that is so profound because that's right. We are, we are the priests. We are the pastors in our home. We are to take that leadership role seriously, and uh, and lead our families into. We're the ones that ought to be taking them to church. We're the ones that ought to be moving them to to fast, to pray, to read the scriptures. Uh, and a lot of times in our culture, it's it's we've kind of shoved it off and given it to the woman, and the woman has actually taken it. And run with it because because of our our lack of uh, attention to that to that thing. So, hey, Amen. Um, you know, I, I when whenever we um, teach men or, or we have marriage counseling and we do those sorts of things, um, uh, it's wonderful to be able to teach people the way God set up marriage to be. And we have to go back all the way to the Book of Genesis. Mm. Uh, and go back to chapter 2 and look at how God ordained marriage. Amen. And we look at how when Adam was in the garden and him and Eve were there together, Eve uh, engaged in this uh, dialogue with uh, Satan, with Mm -hmm. the serpent, and Adam was standing there. And the the thing that, that stuck out to me as I began to study the word is that Adam never took that reign and said, wait a minute, Eve. 
Let yeah. me speak to this serpent yeah. because God has given me instructions. Right. You know, so even in today's culture, we'll sometimes allow our wives to speak for us. Mm-hmm. And we're standing right there. Yeah. We need to learn to take the reins back again. Mm-hmm. Not because we're better, but because God has set up different roles in the family. And as men of God, we need to take those reins back and begin to allow the Spirit of the Lord to work through us as men. Our our children need to see us as men who are serving God. We need to be the first one up in the morning on Sunday morning yeah. getting dressed, right. uh, reminding them, hey, we got Sunday school this morning. Um, I can remember growing up that Sunday school was just as important as church. Right. And in today's culture, you see a uh, sort of a, uh, a dwindling of people going to Sunday school. So we, we've augmented it by creating children's church, which is good. I think mm-hmm. it's wonderful, wonderful because we can reach the children at their level of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. But it is not a substitute yeah. for Sunday school. Right. Amen? Right. Oh, we as men need to take back what really belonged to us, that we've let it go. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. But it speaks, I mean, the first word is fathers. It's a directive, it's a, it's a command to the man of the house. And uh, we've let the women do it, you know, generally speaking, of course. But I see more and more this type of preaching that you're doing from the pulpit, this type of instruction and discipleship that you speak about at Jehovah Perizim Christian Fellowship, where we are bringing the men back to the Scripture and saying, look, gentlemen, this is what the Word says. The responsibility does not lie on your wife. It's on you. Amen. God said to you, fathers, not only don't exasperate your children, don't bring them to anger, but it's your responsibility to bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Amen. Yikes. Praise God. Yeah. That that kind of puts things on a different That's right. scale. Yeah. You know, we can no longer ignore the commands of God. Yeah. Um, one of the things we do, we, we each year we sponsor a men's retreat. Mm-hmm. And we call that retreat Men of Purpose. Yeah. Amen. And in that retreat, it's not, uh, and you and I have talked about this before, it's not a recreational retreat. Right. It is actually getting into the presence of God Mm -hmm. the entire weekend. It's a a, a four-day retreat. And the purpose of this retreat is for us as men to begin to get in the presence of God and Mm -hmm. and get a deeper understanding of, of our roles as men of purpose. Mm-hmm. God set a order to things. He wants us to do things his way. And he wants us to eliminate the things that the world yeah. has done or our culture has given us. Yeah. Because when we became Christians, we adopted a new culture. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. We still have our roots. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. Each one of us have our roots and those are good, but we have to understand how they align with the word of God mm-hmm. and develop that godly culture yes. as opposed to that worldly culture. Amen. Amen. Well, pastor, we, uh, we can see the passion that, that comes out from your heart, from the depths of your heart to minister the word of God, the unconditional, uh, you, the unwavering word of God where you don't water it down, but we preach it just the way it, it says it on there. So 
I uh, appreciate you you doing that, and I'm I'm sure it's getting through these airwaves and getting out to the people that need to hear it. Now, how do they find you? They're hearing you. They understand. They're hearing. They're understanding your passion that's coming through. But how do they find you? Can you get, give them the address once again to the Jehovah Parents and Christian Fellowship? Where do they call you? What is your web address? What is your email? How do they send smoke signals to you? All that Amen. other good stuff. <laughs> you want to know how to communicate? Okay, yeah, yeah. praise God for that. Uh, we're at twelve four zero three Nacogdoches Road, Suite one ten. Uh, the um, uh, the uh, the zip code is seven eight two one seven. Our number is two ten. Five nine nine one nine eight four. You can also reach us at two ten three nine one two four two two, or you can send us email at t b r i g h t four zero at hotmail dot com, and our web address is being changed right now. So uh, until we get that finished, uh, we won't be able to give that information out. Okay, very good. So the numbers, again, I want to make sure we got them right, is 210-599-1984. Yes, sir. Is that correct? The second number you gave out is 210-391-2422. Yes, sir. And if they want to email, if you guys want to email Pastor Tom Bright, ask him a question, find out more about the ministry, you can reach him at tbright, that's T-B-R-I-G-H-T, four zero at hotmail.com. Pastor Bright, it's been a pleasure to have you here. We're so thankful that you made time out of your out of your schedule to be here and and minister a little bit and tell us about your background, tell us about the church, and uh, we just pray blessings over over your family, over your church, and we're so thankful that uh, that you are a part of KSLR and what we're doing here for um, the greater city of San Antonio. Amen. We consider it a privilege and an honor to come on the show with you, Pastor Mark, and you've been a, a friend to our body and. And anytime we've asked you to do anything, you've always said yes and amen. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate that. We need more pastors that are willing to extend that hand yeah. and tear those walls down so that there is no separation in the body of Christ. Amen. Because we're many members, but we're just one body. One amen. body. All right. Thank you so much, Pastor. God bless you. Have a great day. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've had a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, simply submit your nomination at kslr.com.